This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 127. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, Vegeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. In today's episode, now this episode is a listener request episode, correct, Larissa? Request, yeah, requested from quite a while ago. Uh, I think it was Deborah Whitaker who requested it. And it, this was months ago that she initially requested it. And then since then, we've had we've talked about this um off and on. And several so, have requested this. Yes. So Deborah Whitaker et al. This is <laughs> this is for you. This is for you. Uh, we're going to talk about some ways that you can use a slow cooker to make awesome vegetarian and vegan meals. Now, this is awesome too because this is this is kind of comfort food, right? Like mm-hmm. right when the when the weather's turning colder, and I'm sure in some places right now it's already cold, but here yeah. it's it's a brisk what fifty. Five degrees, something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. This morning it was 56, and I think it's That's it's winter not... for us. We turned the heater on already. <laughs> we, did. we turned the heater on today. It's a little chilly. But first, before we, get into, before we get into that, let's move on to the rating portion. Yay! Yay All right. Rating. We have a new rating from the U.S. Uh, October 15th of 2015 from Devin Silva, who says, thank you, ladies. And Devin says, I stumbled on this awesome podcast while finding something to listen to during my commute to and from work. I have been a vegetarian my whole life. Since I have become an adult, I moved towards junk food vegetarianism. As a five-foot little lady, there isn't anywhere for that junk to go but where I don't want it to. I am so grateful for this podcast that has opened my eyes to so many healthier ways of eating. I love to cook, and I've been encouraged by your podcast to cook more vegan, even. The vegan cheese episode I listened to twice. Thank you for sharing your positivity, encouragement, and experiences with me. Yay. Thank Yay. you, Devin. And totally relate to you on that uh, short, the short stature <laughs> with the, uh, yeah, where does the junk go? I mean, same thing. I've, I've, I'm at a 5'4 on a good day, 5'3 three <laughs> maybe, on when I'm... Uh, Come on, you're not yeah. shrinking yet. Yeah. <laughs> Feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm 5'6", so I'm not that much taller than you are. So. <laughs> but uh, totally relate there. And thank you so much for heading out to iTunes and taking a, a couple of minutes out of your day to, to leave us a rating. We greatly appreciate that. Yes. Okay, so we don't have a, a news article today uh, simply because we have just a couple of housekeeping things to do. Yeah, and one of them, it's funny because... I was already, you know how when you're going to sleep and you get everything, you start like replaying things from the day. And it was the day that we recorded the listener Q&A, mm-hmm. right? So episode 126. Episode 126. And I'm laying there and I'm thinking, oh my God, we didn't answer part of a question that we got. <laughs> I don't know how you remember this stuff. <laughs> yeah, my eyes were already closed there. I had to turn, I, I turned, I uh, turned over and wrote on a piece because I keep a piece of paper and a pencil by my, by my bed and wrote. Respond to rest of the question. Yeah, rest of the question. So, so that question was uh, okay. So Heather Gross had asked us, "What are your other careers, and how do you balance everything?" And we started out well. We started out by talking about your uh, day job, and then 
we we got off on something. I yeah. don't know what we, it was. We just didn't answer the rest of the question, yeah. like how do you balance it? Which is, I think, the the cooler part of the question too. Anyway, so just to refresh, I am a business analyst manager by day, which means I have a I have a team of business analysts and a superhero by night now. <laughs> And a project manager on my team. And I support uh, our service centers in San Antonio and Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach is an awesome site. So is the one here in San Antonio. But, you know, beach says it all for me. <laughs> um, but uh, the balance. we So we are busy people. Yeah. We well, are very now, busy. I, I don't have a job outside of this. Yeah. This, Larissa does this full time. So this, that helps us to balance everything. Because while I'm off... At the corporate gig, Larissa is dedicating, I swear she puts in more hours than me, quite honestly, mm-hmm. because she's she does the majority of our, she's kind of like the house manager and does a lot of stuff for the podcast. We also have a virtual assistant who helps us balance a lot of the things too. So she, And she is a rock star. So we are yes, very thank fortunate. You, thank you, Marigold. Uh, she's in the Philippines and she helps us to do some administrative work she as far as like and she does some of the research for the podcast she gets us going on the research and sends us in the right direction which is awesome i mean it's great so uh and the other thing is i am uh somewhat of a productivity geek so we actually have another podcast called a productivity power-up podcast that we just started over the summer that is into episode we're in the 20s now yeah 25 25 i think is the one yeah and uh, so I, I, I do coachings and workshops on productivity, and that really helps us as well, because mm-hmm. I think without some of the techniques, productivity techniques, I think we would I be would drowning. I would be a lot big of a mess. We would be drowning. Mess, yeah. yeah. So there are some good practices. And if you're interested in hearing that podcast, would definitely love it if you would head out there and check out Productivity Power Up. Uh, well, you can go ProductivityPowerUp.com to go mm-hmm. get uh, check it out. But I mean, I think that pretty much well, sums we are up on how iTunes we as well. And, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, well, I also have, uh, I just over the summer started an editing and copywriting business. Um, hasn't gotten too far off the ground yet. It's first to final copy editing is the name of the business, but I do editing and writing as well. And I do some freelance stuff on the side through Upwork, which is a um, crowdsourcing uh, website for freelancers. So I do editing and and writing work through that. And then I also have Cherry Bird Studio, which is my uh, dormant right now art business. I have a feeling it won't be dormant for long. Yeah, I kind of think after I did our wedding invitations and then all the decor that I'm doing for the wedding, I'm hoping that'll that'll kind of experience an upturn. And then I was just just accepted to sell on uh, Amazon Handmade as well. So hopefully that will pick up. But if you're interested in that, I do um, upcycled jewelry um, and other uh, upcycled, recycled artwork. And you can see some of that on our website, uh, Vegetarian Zen. It's um, vegetarianzen.com forward slash shop. Yeah, not to mention she did. She's doing all the centerpieces and the um I'm doing all the, the invitations. The she handmade all of our invitations, which are amazing. We got a lot Thank of positive you. comments from our guests who received them. So, just just a lot of stuff going on. And we also have to learn how to say no. And we <laughs> yeah. there are some things we quit. Mm-hmm. So remember, we used to have a Wisdom of the Prophet podcast, which was on 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 our favorite. TV show, which mm-hmm. was The Prophet. It's a CNBC business show. And we would do kind of a debrief of that. And at some point, it, we realized it was for fun. We loved doing it. We love the show still, but we, we just didn't have, have time. time. And when Larissa and I do something, we want to do it 
right. Mm-hmm. And so we decided that was pulling us off in the wrong direction and said, you know, if we decide to do something similar again one day, I <laughs> would like to do a horror, horror movie yeah. podcast, but that might come later. That would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when we're rich and retired. <laughs> um, all right. So so that's, uh, I hope that answered the rest of your question, Heather. Um, thanks for asking that. That's a really good Yes. And good apologies question. for missing that yeah. um, the first time around. <laughs> um, and then uh, one last thing before we move into our main topic. Uh, today is the Sunday before Thanksgiving here in the in the states so for all of our american listeners whether you live here or you live somewhere else and uh, but you celebrate thanksgiving happy thanksgiving yes and we should say top at the top of our list with our family and friends or everyone who's listening to our podcast uh the new folks that have come on and just found us recently and the folks of course that have been with us since the beginning we are so grateful for being part of our community for all the great positive conversation that goes on. I think we do a lot to move the vegetarian movement forward by maintaining positive, non-judgmental attitudes and just trying to bring more people on board. So thank you, you guys so are much. All a part of that. Yes. So thank you guys so much for Absolutely. being part of a community that's bringing some light into the world. Mm-hmm. And we love you. And so do the turkeys. Can yeah. I do, can I do a turkey gobble? No, please don't. Okay. okay. <laughs> that was like the most horrible it, turkey yes, ha- that ever. was. Yeah, happy happy save a turkey day. That's yes. what we were calling it. Oh, and we I think we by this time we will have adopted another turkey from Yeah, we need to Was do it that. the Gentle Barn? Uh we did last year. I think we did two different places. We did Gentle Barn and we did Farm Sanctuary. Maybe? So be looking out for our adoptive son or daughter on the <laughs> <laughs> on Facebook. We'll, we'll probably put it on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Like we did last year. Yay. Okay, so are we ready to get into our main topic? I think so. So I don't know about you, but when I think of crock pot, a crock pot, I think of, well, first of all, I think of mine, which I think belonged to my mother and is like ancient. So mm-hmm. I probably need to upgrade that. But uh, I usually think of things like chili. Did you notice that with crock pots? Like huh. a lot of people have them like, maybe it, are they oh, sturdy? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> like, when you said that, I thought, hmm, now that I think about it, I think like, one of my parents still has the ones that we had since oh, we yeah. were kids. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, and, maybe and it's just one of those you, things you don't need to change That's out. a good point that you probably, if you have a really old one like we do, you really probably need to upgrade it because I know some of the, I don't think ours is old enough to um, have this problem, but some of the really older ones that have the ceramic crock um, have are lead-based. So you definitely don't want. Ooh, that's that. a good point. I never would yeah. have thought about that. So the crock, there's in 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 the crock itself, there's can be some lead. Also, uh, some of the cords, the electrical, you know, the where the cord connects is not exactly modern type wiring. <laughs> so. Uh-huh. Probably All right, sorry, I took us off on a tangent, but no, that's okay. That was a good, that was an important <laughs> point to make. But anyway, when I so when I think of crock pots, I usually think of things like stew or chili or queso, or using it to make when we back when we were eating meat to make like uh, cheaper cuts of meat, you know, tender yeah. by cooking them really slowly or things like that. But there really are so many things that you can use this this appliance for besides just that that you really wouldn't think of okay so let's talk about some of that all right well first of all before we get into specific foods or dishes let's talk about some do's and don'ts okay so if you have a crock pot 
here are some of the things that you should do and you shouldn't do. So uh, the first thing is you don't want to start off with frozen ingredients. Okay, so you want to thaw them out first. You want to yes. Okay. If you have some, if you have frozen vegetables or you know whatever it is, you want to thaw those. And the reason for that is that slow cookers are designed to reach the safe zone for foods, which is um, over 140 degrees uh, within the first two hours of cooking. So that's the way the crock pot, you know, keeps your food safe while it cooks it over a long period of time. If the food is frozen, getting to that 140 degrees is going to take longer than two hours. Okay. So you want to get it to that point within two hours. So that's why you need to have it not frozen. So you can, it's just that you're... No, it's really not a good idea. Okay. All right. It's really not a good idea. Plus, it can affect the quality of the food because if it's frozen, it's still going to have ice crystals in it, and so then you're going to have you're going to be adding that that water to your your um, food in the crock pot. You you just it's not a good practice. Okay. Okay. So what about a do? All right. So do use dried herbs and spices instead of fresh. Now, the reason that you want to do that is dried tend to stand up better to long exposure to heat, and they're going to keep their flavor better and more fresh. And and, and that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can see the the fresh stuff kind of... Right. Just, it would just wilt. Yeah, kind exactly. Of. Yeah. And, you know, it's really, it's really strange. That's one of the few times where, you know, I think you would actually hear um, chefs or, or saying to use the dried. Right. You know, as opposed to fresh. Uh, and But this is a great way to use up all those extra herbs that you grew during the summer, but you didn't get to use. And um, I'll link in the show notes to some herb drying resources. Okay. So, you know, if you have all those extras, like extra basil, extra rosemary, extra, rosemary is a, is a perennial, so that's not such a big deal. But all those extras, you'll know how to dry them and store them so that you can use them throughout the winter in all these great crock pot dishes. Yeah, that's a good idea. All right. So the next one is a don't. Uh, and it has to do with adding dairy. So you don't want to add, if you're using dairy, if you're not vegan, if you're vegetarian and you use uh, dairy, whether it's like milk or sour cream or cheese or anything like that, you don't want to add fresh dairy ingredients until right near the end of cooking time. So within the last hour, no, yeah. no longer than that. That makes sense because it probably will curdle, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then it'll... you open up and there's like a bunch of cottage cheese in there. <laughs> You just, just made, made cottage, cottage cheese. cheese. Uh, yeah, and but yeah, it will curdle, and it's not going to hurt you, but it's going to change the flavor and the taste and the texture of your food, and just make it unappealing. So, um, so this is if it contains dairy, right? Within it, the last hour, if yeah, if okay. you have a recipe that, like, maybe it's like an enchilada recipe or something, and you're supposed to add sour cream, you don't want to add that until near the end. All right, um, and but vegan cheese is okay. Yeah, because it's not dairy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the next one. Don't overfill or underfill the crock pot. So I can see why both would be not good to do. Mm -hmm. So overfill, obviously. And I'm picturing you're overfilling things on this. Even on the stove, yeah. the time or you the almost started iron. into the fire. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Or the it's waffle funny iron. Now. I always it's funny do now. The, yeah, I always the do waffle. the waffle iron. I've always got like like oozing out the sides. Yes. 
Never. I can never get that right. And then underfilling. I mean, obviously, I, I guess it can dry up and yeah. there can be like, you can scald the bottom mm-hmm. if it's too, 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 not enough stuff in there. Right. Also, uh, something else about overfilling is um, even if you don't f- make it to the point where it's going to boil over, because I mean, it really doesn't, it's not going to like do a hard boil where it's going to like pop up and everything and you have a lid, but overfilling it um you risk not everything not everything cooking all the way or it not getting to that temperature and staying there for the the cooking time all right um and then uh, so most recipes that are written for slow cookers will specify the size of the crock pot because there are different sizes yeah so that'll specify all right that makes sense now another don't is don't lift the lid during cooking unless it tells you to stir the mm-hmm. contents. Because here's the thing. If you if you lift the lid, a lot of times it's the steam that mm-hmm. is helping to cook the food that's in there. And if you keep picking it up, it's not going to cook right. Right. Yeah. You're just letting all that steam out, right? Right. Uh, but sometimes you do have to stir and the recipe will tell you. Um, but most of the time with a crock pot, you really don't. I mean, one exception, I guess, would be queso. Yeah. You kind of need it, to stir it that. gets all... On the top, it gets, it gets that. all rubbery. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. So something else you don't want to do is you don't want to put a hot crock in the refrigerator. So if you're done cooking and it's you're done serving, whatever you want to put it away, put it into storage containers, uh, shallow ones, preferably. I use we use the Pyrex, the glass Pyrex dishes to store food in our refrigerator and also in the pantry. I've we we have a lot of glass Pyrex dishes, but they're awesome. But put them in, put your food in those and set it out, let it cool for a few minutes and then cover it and put it away. If you put the hot, just that entire insert from the crock pot in the refrigerator, several things can happen and none of them are good. Uh, One is the food will take too long to cool down. So it's just going to sit in there. It's just going to be hot and it's going to get nasty. The next thing is that the heat from that crock will actually raise the temperature of the other foods in the refrigerator. I never thought about that, but that's true. I I didn't either, but I read that. I'm like, well, that totally makes sense. You know? And then the third thing uh, that I don't have here, but uh, it's common sense. That's not so common, I guess, is if you put that really hot crock on a glass um, shelf in the refrigerator, even though that's tempered glass, you're still going to risk cracking it because that's a really hot thing mm-hmm. you don't want to put it in there yeah so let it you know take take the food out of there let it cool for a few minutes and then store it all right so this next point to bring up is one <laughs> i'm gonna bring this you're one gonna up bring this one up because it's just my uh, ocd i guess but it's a note about leaving the crock pot unattended so especially when you've got something that's supposed to be cooking all day a lot of times People just leave those unattended. Well, and that's the that's the attraction, I think, to cooking, to slow cooking and using a crock pot for a lot of people is that you can kind of dump everything in there, go to work, and then come home and dinner's ready, right? See, now that just freaks me out. Yeah, that no, idea. Out. And so technically, you can do this. A lot of people do. But quite honestly, because I have four babies in the house, mm-hmm. I just... I don't trust that. Yeah. So we have, you know, our, our cats and our dog and I would not feel comfortable. I wouldn't even feel comfortable going to sleep with it on. I mean, I know that the chances of that, of something going wrong and it starting a fire are probably low, but I just can't do it. I, yeah. I wouldn't sleep very well. And, and of course I could never be out of the house knowing that that wasn't 
um, that that was by itself. Right. And I'm with you there. I, you know, I'm not so I'm okay with the overnight thing that doesn't concern me as much, but I'm totally with you on the walking away from the house and leaving it going. I don't do that with the dryer. I don't leave the washer going when I'm gone. We don't run the dishwasher when we're gone. Um, I'll do it at night. But again, we're here. I'd probably be more open to it if we didn't have the animals. But that's what I worry about is the animals the most. Everything else can be replaced. It's just the animals. So definitely. Anyways, it's up to you. It's a personal choice. A lot of people do it, but I just won't. We don't. (laughs) All right. All right. How about a few other notes? Okay. So... Some crock pot recipes are really like super simple. It's kind of like a dump and cook type thing. That sounds gross, but you know, you know what I mean? It's just gather the ingredients, just throw everything in there, cover the pot, turn it on. And then, you know, it cooks until it's done. So kind of set it and forget it. Don't, there's no prep. Other uh, recipes do require your involvement at different parts of the process. But even then, I've found that it's minimal. Um, So some things might be like cooking some parts of the recipe first, like sauteing onions or garlic or, you know, other vegetables before you add it. And the reason for that, it's not because it's not because the those vegetables won't cook, you know, over the course of three to eight hours. I mean, they totally will. But sauteing is kind of a way to bring out some of the flavors or maybe saute it in a little like herb uh, oil or something like that to add flavor. So that's kind of why you're doing that. Uh, The other things that may be required by you during the cooking process is like Vicki mentioned, stirring. Uh, Sometimes you have to stir stuff. And then also adding ingredients. So for example, the, the sour cream we mentioned earlier. Um, you may have to add those, but it'll be at a later time or, you know, some point during the cooking process. All right, let's get to the good stuff. Right. What can we cook in our crock pots? All right. So we've got the obvious, right? We've got chili, soups, stews, queso. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't think we've ever made queso, vegan queso in a slow cooker. I'm not sure about that. I mean... I don't know how that would cook, but I'm sure there's recipes out there. Yeah. But I don't know. Now, here's the thing with with queso. When you do it in a slow cooker and, you know, everybody, the the go-to for for this seems to be like that Velveeta with um, Rotel tomatoes and and whatever add-ins, you know. Yeah. But really, the only point of doing it in a slow cooker is to melt it and then keep it warm. That's the only thing. It's you're not actually cooking anything. Yeah, yeah. It's... So you know, I mean, and with vegan cheese, if you're making a vegan cheese sauce, the cooking process is not that long. And I think that you could possibly put it in a like a smaller crock pot to keep it warm, and then just keep it on the low setting or the warm setting. Um, but again, that would require really stirring it because I think that the consistency is going to be different enough that keeping it warm for a long period of time might or might not like i said i haven't tried this so i don't know if you have tried this uh let us know with vegan with the vegan queso let us know but may it may change the consistency it may change the taste i don't know how easy easily it'll burn in something like that so i don't know uh i can't really speak to that that much all right the next one is oatmeal now Mm -hmm. i had not thought about this but again it's one of those things that doesn't take that long on the stovetop to make, but I can imagine that it might taste pretty good 
uh, in a crock pot as well. Right. Uh, and you, yeah, you have a good point. If you use rolled oats or the, the quick, you know, um, instant oatmeal, then yeah, it doesn't take long on the stove, 10, 15 minutes max. Right. But steel cut oats take a lot longer. Okay. And so steel cut oats on the stovetop, they take a lot longer. Yes. Okay. And the reason for that is that steel cut oats are not, they're not rolled. So they contain, they're, they're still kind of encased in the original, like the way they come off the plant. It's, oh, that makes oat sense. Groats. Yeah. It, they're oat groats is what they are. And rolled oats are exactly what they sound like. They're rolled mm-hmm. to remove that outer husk. And so you're just getting that inside, that kind of flaky stuff, which cooks a lot faster. Steel cut still has that. I never knew the difference. Yeah, steel cut still has that um, that outer husk, and they're kind of just like chopped, so they almost look like little pellets. It's not that flaky oatmeal at all. Well, and I've had steel cut, but Mm -hmm. I just never really thought about the difference. Nor did I think about that it would take extra time, but that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. And they yeah. still, even when, after they're cooked, even if they're cooked for a long time, they still have like a chewier, you know, kind of. Toothy. Yeah. They taste definitely different. Yeah. Definitely yeah. taste different. They're yeah. toothy. <laughs> um, <laughs> that they have that consistency. So that's why steel cut w- is really good to use in a crock pot. Mm, now I got to try that. Yeah. And if you are okay with leaving the crock pot on overnight, it's a really great way to wake up to a hot breakfast already made. All right. Well, then I'm not going to try that. (laughs) We can try. We can we can try it on a weekend and have breakfast for dinner. There you go. That sounds good. Okay. Okay. But and there are so many. I'll uh, I'm going to do a blog post this week for uh, um, crock pot recipes. Oh, good. Just like a roundup post. Okay. So I will make sure to put some different ones. I mean, you can add all kinds of things. You can add fruit and, you know, just all kinds of things. Do we have a Pinterest board on this? Do you know? On Crock-Pot recipes? I don't know, but we will after this. All right. All right. (laughs) I will make a note of that. Okay, great. All right. So then the next thing would be pot pie. Awesome. Which sounds counterintuitive, right? It's like, okay, it's a pie. It should be in the oven with a crust. But you can make a really Not really. It could be Crock-Pot pie. Crock-Pot pie. (laughs) But it won't, I mean, it won't have the bottom crust. It'll be a biscuit topping, which is not your favorite, but you can make a really good one. And then that's one of those where you would add the, you would make the biscuit dough and then kind of do drop biscuits on top of the hot vegetables and, and, um, sauce in the crock pot and then cover it and then let it cook a little bit longer to cook that, that bread dough. That sounds good. That does sound good. I mean, it really yeah, does. Try that. Yeah. I need to get one of those oval crock pots cause we only have like the, the tall round one now. Yeah. I need to get that. All right. And then there's curry. Now curry is a really good one to do in a crock pot because the flavors have a long time to blend in and be absorbed into the vegetables. So that's, I can totally see where that would be really good. Right, right. Uh, lasagna is another one. That's that, a very common and pop, uh, popular. It's a popular one. And it's a lot of people do it like that. Lasagna. And, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's best for this one to use the oval crock pot. That's like the shallower crock pot, but it's bigger. And, and there's more, I guess, surface area than the like the one we have but the good thing about this doing it this way is you don't need to cook the noodles first because it's in there for so long and it's in liquid it's in the with the sauce surrounding the noodles it'll cook the noodles throw it all in there just throw it all in there (laughs) all right and then there's sauces so there's marinara barbecue ketchup Mm -hmm. applesauce apple butter preserves 
those things you can all do in there. Yes. Didn't you, you had done one of those before, hadn't you? You did ketchup? Didn't you do no. your own ketchup or something? I thought you did. Or no. Barbecue. I'm no. talking years ago, like when we were probably still meat eaters. I thought you did. No, oh, oh you that. make it stovetop. You made your own barbecue sauce. Oh, it's barbe- the barbecue yeah, sauce. Yeah, barbecue yeah. sauce. Yeah. Yeah, I just oh, make it on I the stove, though. Okay. And I've done, I've, I've made applesauce, but I've never done it in the, um, the crock pot. Okay. Um, I usually just do it on the stove. So, okay, so here's, this one's cool. You can make bread in your crock pot. Did you know that? I did not know that. I didn't can either. we also make bread in our Vitamix? Well, you can't bake it in there, no. but you can do the, <laughs> You can do quick bread. Yes, but that's no, what I'm this I'm talking you can actually make yeast bread start to finish. I love our Vitamix, but I was pretty sure that you couldn't bake it. <laughs> just just for the record. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Voila, a loaf of bread uh-huh. emerges from our Vitamix. <laughs> Shaped like a, a blender jar. All right. Doofus. <laughs> okay. So uh, actually, I think that would make me the doofus for actually thinking that you thought that you can bake bread in your Vitamix. Whatever. Well, I didn't, I didn't, in fairness, I did not phrase it correctly the right way. Ah, <laughs> uh, you crack me up. All right. So moving right along. Uh, bread. Y- yeah, this is really cool. You can... Make the the bread dough, the yeast dough, and then uh, bake it in your crock pot. And the cool thing about it is that you don't have to let it rise. You don't have to let it rise like you do with the oven. You don't have to do you know, rise, and then push it down, and then let it rise again um, before you put it in there to bake. You just ri- put it in there, and then it will rise and bake at the same time. So the only thing That's about this, yeah, I, I'm gonna have to try. It. I've never tried it, but. I would say be prepared be prepared to experiment and to experience some flops. I can imagine that takes some practice to do in there. Yeah. And it I would make imagine. me wonder that that's the one thing. Well, that's one food I would say if you have a bread maker, it'd probably be easier yeah. to do it there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the other thing is uh, that bread done in a crock pot is not it's not gonna rise like bread does in the oven. It's gonna stay flatter, but I mean I think it would still be awesome. You yeah, know, as long as you I, I would. Right. I would love to try it. I just mm-hmm. don't know that I would. Well, I don't have patience to experiment with stuff like that yeah. anyway. So plus, you're not a huge bread person like. No, I, I don't eat bread with. Yeah, you you eat bread a lot of bread. I eat way too much bread. All right, so then there's the casserole type foods like enchiladas. Mm-hmm. That's awesome in there. Yeah, um, yeah. There's there's some really good ones. And now, I mean, you have to keep in mind that they're not going to be like completely together and like tightly neatly rolled as it stay you know enchiladas it's gonna be more of like serve with a spoon oh yeah and like <laughs> you make still. those awesome skillet enchiladas right. for us on a regular basis with they have like squash zucchini and it's mm-hmm. just kind of a big pile of enchiladas pile. but they're good i mean you know yeah yeah no absolutely uh so uh, and other casseroles too you could do other kind of casseroles um so but then you can also do things like uh you can do desserts. So things like bread pudding would lend itself really well to. And fruit cobblers. Fruit? Fruit, fruit? cobblers. <laughs> what is wrong with us today? I think it's tea. I have a lot of caffeine oh. going on in me. I had one of those Drinking too. This, and... uh, honest tea. Ah. This is a really good tea, by the way. I, why I like this one is is um, it's not very sweet. It's not super sweet. Yeah, yeah, I like it. And in fact, on it, it says just a tad sweet. Yeah, which one is that? That's the lemon this one. This is right? lemon one, and it says uh, USDA. It's organic. organic it's, yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, that sounded like a commercial. It that did. really was not rehearsed. <laughs> no, it really wasn't. <laughs> Nor are we sponsored by... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by, by Honest, honest Tea. tea. Yeah. Uh, but it's good stuff. Try it. It is. Uh, and it's got me going. See the energy I've got? Yeah. I think that's where we're silly. Okay. <laughs> I think it's because it's 28 days until our wedding and we're like, what the heck's going on? Ah! <laughs> okay. So uh, desserts. Yeah. Bread pudding would, would really lend itself well to crock pot because it, again, just like with the, the curry and, you know, soaking the flavors, soaking into the vegetables, you really have time to let your flavors, vanilla, cinnamon, nutmeg, all the spices that you're going to put in whatever bread pudding recipe you have, really let those kind of soak into that bread while it cooks. Um, yeah, and also fruit cobbler, you said brownies. You can no, do brownies. Fruit. 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 Okay. Sorry. Cobbler. Fruit. And brownies. Yes. Ooh, I can imagine brownies would probably be good there, too. Yes, I want brownies. I want brownies. Give me brownies. <laughs> All right. So, but yeah, I mean, I mean, this is just some ideas. I'm sure that there are tons more. And I just love this because it just goes to show you that we as vegetarians and vegans can there's no limit. I mean, it's... We don't have to miss we're out. We're not salad. We're not missing out. It's not... We're yeah. not missing out. You know, I'm sure you could make some kick butt salads in a crock pot too for, a, you know, there's some way to do that. But we're not limited to that. We can do all kinds of awesome recipes that people who eat meat do just without the meat. Yep. So thank you again, Deborah Whitaker at Al and everyone who has who has made this request in the past before. Please know Larissa and I listen to every suggestion and we might not be able to move on everyone immediately, but we listen to them all. So please keep them coming. And you can do that by either sending us a, an email, Vicky at VegetarianZen.com or Larissa at VegetarianZen.com. You can leave us a voicemail on our website. You can send us a message on Facebook. You can post it on our Facebook page. If you're a member of our peas and carrots on the website, yep, there's lots of ways to get a hold We're of us. We're out there. Uh, <laughs> so you can just, tweet us. Yep. You can whatever. Drop us a line. <laughs> if you're in San Antonio, just you can tell us in person. There you go. Um, yeah. So, uh, but definitely, uh, we keep a spreadsheet or a, a Trello board, a board on Trello um, for all of the show ideas and so every single one we get goes into there with your name on it uh so we know who to thank when we actually do it all right are we ready to move into the recipe of the week sure why not (laughs) (laughs) all right the recipe this week is slow cooker apple butter yeast rolls wow that sounds really good it does it sounds really really cool it uh the recipe is it's one of those like the bread ones and you know i mean you're not going to when you make bread the other thing when you make bread in a crock pot you're not going to get like a crusty hard you know top on it it's just you're just not but the way that these looked on the website where i found them uh, they're like super soft and they're a little bit sweet from the apple butter and they're a little bit, you know, spicy, not, not hot spicy, but you know, spices, spicy. <laughs> um, so I'm thinking that these would be good for Thanksgiving. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. So maybe I'll try them. Can you do these in the Vitamix too? <laughs> maybe so. <laughs> maybe so. Uh-huh. All right. Let's move into the quote of the week. <laughs> Silly. The quote this week comes from Eddie Cantor. And he said, slow down and enjoy life. It's not only the scenery you miss out by going fat too fast. You also miss the sense of where you are going and why. That's awesome. Isn't that cool? Slow cooker down. So cool. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, it's nap time for you. I'm putting you down for a nap. <laughs> no, I love this you. All right. So what question do we want to ask the folks this week? Well, we just want to know, do you use a slow cooker? Uh, do you use it regularly? Do you just use it on special occasions? Uh, do you not use one at all? And why not? Uh, but uh, we would love to hear your favorite slow cooker recipes. <laughs> Why you don't use one? Get one. Get it. Get it now. <laughs> well, I think to your point, it's a really good point you made is that it really helps you feel like you're not missing out on stuff. I mean, like you get a variety. And I think variety is another key to being able to stick with your vegetarian or vegan uh, lifestyle. Good point. So I think that's why it's important to get these different things to help it make make it fun and to give you, give you give you exposure to a lot of different types of foods. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I think that does it for our episode this week. It's nap time, I guess. I guess. <laughs> You're going down. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.